Welcome to the Penny Bloom Podcast. Ain't another place that has got more bombast. Rump past your mom, dad's listening to Tomcast. Talking everything that make you sad. We don't want that. We're here to make you smile. Put your mind at ease. Peace, love, and bloom, and always praise Keanu Reeves. This what we about. Get some weeding now. We'll talk until we can't no more, and then we peace and out. All right, let's go. Penny Bloom Podcast. It's the Penny Bloom Podcast. Penny Bloom Podcast. everybody and welcome in to the penny bloom podcast and today the bad batch bitches returns the season three premiere happened last week uh the three episode premiere today we'll be discussing all three episodes titled confined paths unknown and shadows of tantis i'm colton robertson and i'm joined by Joseph George. What's up, homie? Oh, what up, what up? Always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it's always a pleasure to have you. And for the first time ever mm. since we've begun video, mm. we have the pleasure of discussing something Star Wars. And not only, I mean, like, it's been a while since we've done a Star Wars episode on this podcast besides the solo live commentary for Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Um, wow, that would have been the last time. But then before then, when was it? Mandalorian finale, oh, Bad Batch season two finale. It's been, I don't know which no. ended first. I can't remember. I think Bad Batch did, but uh, mm -hmm. I think that's uh, continued a little bit after. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think but... that's it before that, though. Wow. So, I mean, almost a year ago now. I think that was May. Um, so mm -hmm. it's been, it's been a while. It's been a while. And uh, if we get to show off a little bit, I got the, I got, I got so much Star Wars stuff that the background here on mm -hmm. video can be different every day. Uh, it can be different mm. every Star Wars episode we do. I've got the New Hope vinyl. I've got all five members of the batch, uh, oh, the yeah. the good old Funko Pop. That's always fun. A bunch of Star Wars stuff in the background. And I'm rocking rocking the Hunter bandana today. Uh, mm -hmm. We both got Star Wars shirts on. We're in the spirit of things. I'm back. We're back. You know. It's been a while. Switched um, out the poster. Got the Penny Bloom repping back Oh, there. fuck yeah. The only way I can fuck get yeah. it in frame right now where it fits. So uh, it's yeah. the only thing that's changed in my background. But um, – but yeah, no, we're we're fully back in gear, baby. We're back in Star Wars gear. We are so back. Um, oh my god, I was, you know, after after Ahsoka, Ahsoka was okay. Ahsoka was fun what after Mandal after Mandalorian season three. You know, we're like we're getting a little shaky. We're like, how do you know we're we're in in that timeline? We're we're a little shaky. Um, we are, we are. And and my general kind of, I I didn't. I didn't think that this show was going to be bad. I didn't think the Bad Batch was going to be bad. It's always been good, and I didn't think that they could just mess it up so horribly wrong in the final season that it all, it's all going to go mm -hmm. bad. But my just my general kind of Star Wars morale was very low. Um, it, it was it, it just it's been very low the last year, I'd say, well, or just it's, until it's, it's a natural rotation. We've been mm -hmm. getting fucking thing after thing after thing after thing for a while. I think we were due. You know, um, yeah. we were due for a little bit of a, a lull, you know, I, and again, I enjoyed Mando season three. I enjoy, I enjoyed watching Ahsoka week to week. I had a great time with those shows. Um, mm -hmm. but there's an undoubted, I feel personally, there's an undoubted dip 
you know, we, we, we were on a fucking roll. Mando one, Mando two, yeah. and or bad batch one, bad batch two. I even liked the book of Boba Fett a lot more than I liked either Ahsoka or the Mandalorian season three. Um, on a personal note, uh, I think on a further reflection, I think I'd agree. Um, I mean, and Ahsoka uh, I, might cut close. That might be mm-hmm. the closer comparison, but Mando. I mean, I, li- I know I liked Obi Wan Kenobi more than I liked all three mm-hmm. of the Book of Boba mm-hmm. Fett, Ahsoka, oh, or yeah. Mandalorian season three. So we we hit this point where it's two in a row that we're on the lower end of that spectrum. Yeah, you know. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's only natural with your with your fandom. You know, I, I I know that I go in and out of Star Wars phases anyway. Yeah. Um So I am so glad. We got this this big break for us personally. As much as I would have liked to have talked to Soka, I'm extremely glad we didn't um, now yeah. that we're here. I'm excited to talk Star Wars again against it feeling like, gotta talk Star Wars again, you know, like... Uh, no, this is a want. This is... This oh, is God, a, I love We Bad could Bats, have man. recorded a Thrones episode today, but we were like, that's going to be impossible uh, to do yeah. because we have new Star Wars, and it's good. Star it's Wars at that. Um, goddamn. You know, and, and we got, like, four episodes, basically. Episode one was basically a double, you know, into one. I, I mean, it, was, it wasn't 40 minutes, but it was like... I think it was like 30-something, right? Or am I thirty? Yeah, so it's like you know, not quite a double episode, but but a, a chonker. It was um, a little bigger, a little bigger, mm-hmm. and it felt I, bigger. Um, yeah, there was like a, a a kind of not maybe in the middle, but whenever the 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 first blood vial was put in there yeah. and the clock struck or whatever, I think that was like I, I thought like oh episode over kind of a little bit like that mm-hmm. that that was a complete episode. What a great great episode! And then it's like nope, next day starting, and I'm like. Oh my god. Dude, I'm like this is this is midway through. Yeah. Oh dude, I loved the pacing of the oh. first episode. Uh, oh, I just got the tweet. The the cryptic tweet. It's yeah. her toy that she makes. Oh yep, my yep. god. The kinder wow. siblings back oh. at it again. Oh my if god. If you are a Star Wars fan and you are on Twitter and you like the bad batch there's no fucking way you aren't oh. familiar with the cryptic Kiner tweets. I fucking love the Kiner siblings. And goddamn, are they back on it? The I, It stood out particularly in the premiere. That score oh was God. fucking gorgeous. Whoa. Like, Dude. it immediately made you, like, it... I, I was listening to it, and I'm like, okay, wow. Like, I, I'm usually never taken back by a score or, like, notice it out of out of watching anything. But I was like, okay, whoa. Like, it literally, just in the music alone, made you feel like it's foreign. It's away from home. It's not comfortable. It's like, Melancholy. this is, yes, it's, it is, it's just bad. It's just, you know, not right. Even though that no inherent danger is there, it's just it sets the mood perfectly. And we're, oh, we're away yeah. from home. We're away from family. We are isolated. We are imprisoned. You know, it's it's so well mm-hmm. done. And I love that we get this almost fantasia of beautiful, beautiful imagery. No dialogue. The monotonous every day. This is what life is. She arrives mm-hmm. in certain places and gets to talk and gets to do things. Uh, the first episode of season three, all timer for me. Um, in terms of yeah. 
just an all-timer. If in terms of just the spirit of Star Wars and what I know and love Star Wars as, which is hope in the face of insurmountable odds, um, mm. that first episode struck that chord fucking exactly and i was i was just immediately like oh refreshed it was just everything i've been wanting yeah. for a while and i needed it and it was oh good it was good man like it's i you know i wouldn't i wouldn't go as far as to say it's like andor level writing but like as close as you can get with like the the character or like the story arcs they're working with here i'd mm -hmm. say like it's actually like really creative in the way they're like weaving these metaphors like with baxter you know being kind of like a metaphor for crosshair kind of down injured in a cell kept in there you know don't don't worry about lost causes omega you know like just worry about getting out of there yourself um sort of thing and i i, I saw kind of a mirror uh between is it Baxter? I think it's Baxter. It was uh, actually much more on the nose than that. It was Batcher. Oh, Batcher. Oh, a little bad Batcher. We got a little yeah. good boy. We got. She a immediately invited him into the crew. Basically, mm -hmm. yeah. Like, so you're we got a, you're the boy. We got a good boy joining the crew. Batcher. Okay, I'll get used to that. Not Baxter. Baxter. That's like a dog. That's like that's yeah. what I'm kind They're of. They're going for a dog adjacent yeah. thing. Oh yeah, that, Star but... Wars dog. Yeah, Star, Star Wars dog. dog. Um, we got Baxter and we got, we got some new boys, um, uh, that I'm, I'm thinking are probably, I don't know. Do you think that they, they do just get dropped off at the mountain or the island and stay yeah, there? Probably. Or do you, do you think that they're like, no, like we have this, you know, we want to like go help you. Um, mm. like we hate Hemlock, you know, he's a, he's horrible. He's everything that, you know, we, we, we hate this guy. Um, I so think we'll, eventually... we'll help you. It's a possibility. I think it's more likely that they rock with Echo and Rex. Um, those okay. who are trying to literally ah, like liberate days, clones right. and set them yeah. free and get them out from under the Empire's heel. Um, and mm. I do think that could initially be channeled through them rolling with Hunter and Wrecker to save those from Hemlock. Um, but I think eventually we're getting Echo and Rex helping with that mission too. So I think it's okay. You know, that I think that sense. that's kind of the idea. But um, we're already in a fascinating place narratively in terms of boom. I, out. I thought out. that was I thought that was at least half the season. Like uh, yeah, I was looking at the the episode titles and I'm like, okay, you know, we have infiltration and extraction, episode six and seven. I'm like, okay, Omega, they infiltrate Mount Tantus, they extract, they, you know, they get her out, episode seven. You know, that's a little bit before halfway. Um, that makes sense. You know, I'm, that's that's what I was expecting. Um, no, she's out. Uh, Crosshair and her out, not even because of Hunter and Wrecker. Uh, just they got out uh, because. Yeah, they they needed to. So oh, and Omega and Crosshair episodes just hitting me like a bolt of fucking lightning, dude. Ooh, uh, man, this was this was nice. This seeing Crosshair's like I don't know. Just he, I, I'm curious on whether it is um, out of like protection for Omega, just to be like trying. He's trying to be such a dick like to get her just to go away and worry about herself so that she does mm -hmm. just escape 
Or yeah. if he's like actually just like truly this lost, you know, as well. Maybe I guess maybe it could be a bit of both. That like he. Oh, is... I, I I've I'm fully reading that character at this point as entirely sympathetic. I don't think there's a um. I, I on a personal note, I've never I've had that problem in the past of reading him as like what's going on is he loyal is he not i think it's clear that his uh reprogramming mm -hmm. has slowly been wearing off um and i think he's fully there you know there was that okay. great episode last season whenever he shoots down uh, his commanding officer and stuff and it's like he okay. knows what he's prioritizing which is generally good you know like it, it is i think he's officially there which is why they're not letting him go um okay I, see. Otherwise, I think he'd be back in the field, but yeah, I think there were a lot of really, really sad and moving moments. Like my favorite scene from the first episode is, I can't remember if, I think it's this conversation she has with Crosshair, um, where he's like, your mission, what's your mission? Get out, mm. you know? Yeah. What's your like, primary objective? Yeah. What's like, your primary yeah, objective? That's yeah. the mission. Don't worry about anything else. And he says something like, uh, don't uh don't even worry like don't worry about me like mm -hmm. i'm you do and that's when it kind of shines through is that it's not just he, he lies about you know if it were up to me i would just go and i wouldn't think twice about leaving you behind and omega calls him out on that she's like that's not true um and we get a little more reason as to why omega might have such a keen reading on the true feelings of others. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty much confirmed that they, they've confirmed a couple of things here, mm -hmm. which I was, I was very glad uh, to see right off rip. Um, she's got a high M count, you know, uh, that, that I think we, we've, we've theorized that before. Well, it's and very it, intuitive coming um, off of Ahsoka. Mm. All bets are off. Everybody has the capability that's, true. you know, like it's, mm -hmm. it's just a matter of whether or not it comes more naturally to her at this point. Yeah. Um, and I think it's clear that with training, it, it certainly will. And, um, whoa, a project necromancer here got a little bit more, way more crazier, uh, than I first uh, thought. I thought that the little tester where they were dropping some blood into each vial i'm like okay that's palpatine's blood they're testing the mixing between palpatine and some other blood to see if they can combine them to make some clone that'll work but then then whenever palpatine arrives and they're like here's project necromancer uh there's who are that what who what beans are they storing in there there wasn't just one they no, were no, 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 no. I think they yeah. are already Palpatine clones. Oh. And they're just trying to get the Force capability at this point. It's They are more than capable of cloning Palpatine. They just do oh. not have the ability to make him Force-sensitive. This is... Oh. They're, they're going to fuck canon because of the bending, break, the bending continuity, not breaking continuity that we've talked about. I have uh -huh. seen the rise and fall of the Empire. He did, because he's fucking Palpatine. Uh, Snoke's in that motherfucker. I, I think that that's, I think that that's a, a fair bet. 
Um, and whether that's, I think it's what will become Snoke. You know, I don't think like a lot of people like okay. to think that Snoke is. Uh, like, well, if if it's so, they need Palpatine's blood and some other donor. So right now they're just testing clones. You know, which like that doesn't like are the are is is the idea that truly it could be anybody. Palpatine knows this bit of information, so he's just making a clone army as many people as he possibly can, and then hoping that one of them is born with high enough M count that it'll work, sort of thing. Or is Omega like it, it seems to be that Omega is a very special? No one in the clone army would work. At she all. was specifically engineered for Nala. Say no. She knew. She was like, dude, no. If he gets your blood, it's done. It's over. Like Palpatine will have what he wants. This is. It seems that Camino. Uh, they were working on this in the background without the Empire's knowledge. They had it ready to go. They're just waiting you know probably to make more money you know honestly they're just like we're we're like so far superior than these people that we can just let out little bits at a time of what we can do sort of thing so like it feels that like i don't know like i don't we were told that omega was like the you know with boba like the the other um pure born or what yeah i don't i don't know what to really Strand cast. Yeah, strand cast of of Django. Um But I don't I, I don't know. It, it, do we I think that that shifted. I think that that shifted. I think that maybe that could have been a cover for them and why they created a female female clone. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Because I'm like I this also, doesn't work anymore. That's the me. only that's the only reason they made her her is so that nobody would immediately identify her as a clone even if she did start to show tendencies i think that they could always fall back on the fact that like we made an entire clone army made of dudes this isn't a clone you know um or Mm -hmm. they would have like they could have tried something like that Um, because i did have a thought of what if she's not a clone at all what if she was just naturally born, but raised in Camino, told her whole life she is a clone, the other strand cast of Jango Fett, and she's not a clone. She's just a, a kid of a Jedi. Like, what if she's fucking Obi-Wan's child, Satine and Obi-Wan's fucking kid? Like, it could actually be possible. And, like, I don't really believe in it. You know, I don't really think it's some massive child of a Jedi that we know and it's going to be a crazy, you know, reveal. I, I don't really think so. But I do think it's possible that she might not be a clone. Like, we like who do we trust, you know, like at the end of the day, like with where this information is coming from. And I'd say Nala Say is probably the most trustworthy yeah. source that we have right now. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I, this It's getting very interesting, not as as linear as I thought it would it would be or or just as simple as I thought it would be. Um, now we're gonna we're gonna go places this season, and I assume we're mm-hmm. gonna spend a lot of time alone with Omega and Crosshair as they try to find a way to contact. Yeah, uh, that's gonna be interesting on the uh, run and trying to f- reunite and and get back together. Because um, 
They jump to light. The, the Empire can't track them, right? Well, they are in one of their own vessels. So maybe. Yeah, maybe they can track um, it through some other. You know, maybe their first thing they do is they just ditch that, get in a new ship or something, and then maybe go. I don't know. For sure. But because um, I kind of thought, like, at the end of this, I'm like, Omega was like, we can contact Hunter and Wrecker on this crashed crashed ship, mm-hmm. but now they have a ship that has comms. Who's to say that they just don't, hey, we are flying, blah, 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 right here, come pick us up, yeah. boom, and then that's the new ship. That, so, like, are they reunited that soon? Like, is it really next, like, the beginning of next episode that they, or is it next episode? Like, do you think next episode that they're going to see each other again? I, um, what's the next episode called? It is a different approach. Hmm. Approach. I don't know. I don't know. I think that, I think in my head, Hunter and Wrecker are planning on taking those kids to Pabu. Omega only knows one safe haven. And it's Pabu. Oh, dude. Um, oh, dude! I, I, my money's on them running into each other, either running into each other there or barely missing each other there. In classic Game of Thrones mm-hmm. type fashion, yeah. where you know okay. they they happen to be in the same place at the same uh, time, but they don't run into each other type shit. You know, like uh, yeah. Because I mean, there's a whole lot of ways. At the same time, there's you know, a whole lot of ways they can get around the oh. comm thing. Like with with those shuttles specifically, they could only be short range. They could not be like you know, like there's there's all sorts of shit. So like. I'm assuming mm-hmm. they're the simple answer would be that they go ahead and fucking contact them. Um, mm-hmm. The right. other thing there, though, is that Crosshair will know that they let them go and will know that that means they're confident they can find them. Um, yeah, I mean, Hemlock does say a minor setback. Yeah, like he's like, that's no, no, he's like, all right, we'll we'll get them. Again. I got her once i've already gotten her before we've gotten her her, three fucking times yeah he's got her before and now he has the entire empire's uh, yeah all the resources and the resources at his disposal so uh homie's in uh homie is is like kind of that was really cool to to watch too um like palpatine's like closest thing he has to a son right now i don't know i was i was i'm really trying to see and and connect all these pieces, see where it could go. And um you know, if if this is going down the path with Snoke and Palpatine, it's obvious they're trying to connect the new movies and such. Um oh, yeah. I really I really really think Ray's parentage will become clear here. It will we will see the the step in between Palpatine and Ray. Um with the bad batch if it is not omega herself like if if the if like maybe the idea originally is to see if palpatine's blood mixes with another anybody to see if it works if the m count is high enough whatever um but then also if it is a female clone then that means that he can have a natural birth of that child like Palpatine could impregnate Omega, and then that kid could be well, no, because then a transfer of, yeah, I guess he still has to transfer his consciousness somehow. Um, 
I mean, that's, that's Sith, the that's Sith magic. That's or not Sith really... shit? Okay, yeah. so fair enough. Really so I guess science. the Conan part is just making the body capable enough, I guess. Yeah. So I guess there is no actual real need for an actual impregnation or i don't know maybe a natural birth is different than a cloning birth um somehow i don't know um i mean and that's they, why anakin needed to be put into shmi and not just i don't know something else you know i don't really oh, think we're dealing with fuck. any what are you what are you on about what's going on all right i mean that's just hit i haven't given it any thought but you know it Anakin just being popped into Shmi, you know, it could have just been the Force, you know, the Force just needing a child to be born, and Anakin was this divine whatever. But if it's around, I mean, Omega's the same age as Anakin, right? Like, at weird, weird timing there, uh, trying to birth a super high M count. Anakin's like ten years older than Omega. Oh, Anakin's Darth Vader right now. Oh, what the fuck am I thinking? Who is who's the same age as Omega? Someone is, Boba. I think. Oh, maybe. Oh, maybe that's what. If, okay, then I don't know what I'm thinking. Then, um, okay. yeah, I just the timeline did not work there. Uh, no, it's it, there's a lot. There's a lot there, uh, timeline wise. Mm-hmm. I, and when it comes to like Ray's parentage, I just, I guess it's just like it's just books which they've been very comfortable messing with. In oh terms of yeah, games. I guess that does um, all exist, huh? Yeah, no, like uh, as of right now. Ray's dad is a Palpatine clone that was not force sensitive. Palpatine clone that was not force sensitive. Yeah. So and what's then, in the tube right now then? Not force sensitive clones. Like so what they have at Mount Tantus right now is basically Ray's probably father. basically what Ray's dad would be. Um just one of them. Like there's multiple or was there like one that they finally reached that they're like, "Oh, this is the the one they don't really need. specify that, which is interesting. I think that, uh, yeah, it's the book Shadows of the Sith, which is really, really good, okay. and I strongly recommend it. It's written by Adam Christopher, and they go into a little bit of his upbringing on Exegol. He grew up on Exegol, his son. Um, so, uh, okay, that's Not another interesting thing they're doing with like this side of canon mm-hmm. right now is that, like, uh, Wow. How does Mount Tantus and Exegol affect each other? Like, what's the does does Mount Tantus not last, and they need to transport their operation, and that becomes what they're doing on Exegol? I kind of take it that Exegol is a long time in the works, and yeah. Rise of Skywalker is about I don't know, I think forty five years after this. 40 oh, years after this. we still have that um, long to go yeah i mean because oh, okay. this is max three years after revenge of the sith mm-hmm. which is 17 years before a new hope okay so yeah which wow. is 25 27 30 years before the force awakens so yeah. like we're talking okay. about 45 years between the rise of skywalker oh. and where we're at right now so um, ray's parents aren't really in the picture her yet. mom uh, if if anything oh, yeah. who's her mom who is uh, her mom normal chick as far as the book's concerned uh i mean she had a pretty expansive backstory i i could go into it um you think think she's a normal you think 
I'm fairly certain. According, again, I'm going off what the book says. Um, oh, okay. Okay. So, like, it is known for it, like, certain. Like, she's a, she's a, I mean, she was mechanically thing. inclined. She was very talented flying ships and fixing ships like, like Ray eventually is. Um, she, I remember looking into it and seeing if there was any connection to, like, Stu John, the planet that Obi-Wan from i was like i wanted to see if that's like okay if she's extended family of obi-wan kenobi yeah. and they're in so you know uh so it does but, depend on how much they weigh the books yes um, um in, and in, frankly the way they bent some of the canon for the books gonna get b- flamed by the book people uh but i'm one of you by the way it's not that absurd of of stuff they've changed I, I didn't love the way they treated the ahsoka book but that's it and that was one tales of the jedi short um that's right i remember that that was kind of i understood that one it was more I a representation know. thing that was, was like ah come on now but like the, yeah. the events themselves weren't that different um but mm-hmm. the relationships formed and stuff were and i didn't love that um yeah but i mean like the they have not overhauled book stuff yet and they are kind of getting into gray area with ahsoka and the thrawn books i haven't read those but i've seen the thrawn book people not very happy with the way ahsoka treated him uh so Hmm. there's all sorts of stuff like with and there's a Hmm. i've read a lot of the books but Hmm. i still have a bunch of books to go so i'm like but shadows of the sith as far as i know we are we're there with Ray's parents. Like Ray's parents exist. We know who they are. Huh. Uh, okay. It's more what they're connect. Like the interesting part would be if her mom is connected to other people in any capacity. Cause the other thing to remember that the bad batch animation team has done a very poor job at um, is that the bad batch isn't white. They're not white people. Um, mm-hmm. You forget that watching this. Like they, they look like white people. Damn, um, yeah wow no so yeah, so like that. a lot of the theory and stuff here could fall apart pretty quick with being related to ray um oh, like blood wise yeah. oh yeah that does uh ray's pretty white um, that's a white woman right there that's a white woman yeah Daisy ridley yeah um yeah they've they've done a they've done a pretty shoddy job in terms of skin tone of the bad batch mm-hmm. like that they Originally played by Tamara Morrison, who is mm-hmm. uh, Maori. Mm-hmm. So, yep, not a white guy. Yeah. Uh, but they they've they've yeah, done everything they can to make him white for sure. Um, I really thought about that. Um, it's a rough. That's the that is for me the roughest thing about the Bad Batch. It's a pretty big one. It's a pretty big Ooh. one. It's a rough. That's a. It's not good. And Glad... the Clone Wars slowly did that too. Like it was like yeah. a. Yeah, glad that it's hidden by good writing and visuals good and writing good story i mean yeah, everything uh, else and great boring. animation you know like yeah. the animation is fucking gorgeous um yeah, yeah i yeah. mean man they have and that's that's i really really hope that this isn't them closing the doors on star wars animation and they don't just let other companies do it for them with visions and that they continue their animation um, I hope that people just really, really love this, and I hope it just gets all the love that it deserves. And they're like, okay, we are – fuck it. You know, I don't know. Uh, here's a whole 
I don't know. I don't know what I want, but I just want more. I animation. want more Star Wars animation, yeah. really. I don't care. Like, uh, I don't even care where it's set, what animation. story they're telling. Mm-hmm. Give me more Star Wars animation, you know. And uh, the, a really good sign that they're doing the uh, the High Republic, uh, the Young Jedi Adventures. Little, I mean, like that's a mm. that is a kids kids show. Like that is yeah. for small children. Still entertaining as all hell, cute as fuck. But mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> it it's wow. certainly for five year olds. Um, but they're still doing it, and that's Lucasfilm animation. That's that's everything. So like. I, it gives me a little hope that they intend to at least keep their animation branches open, which I would, I mean, I think it's insane that in sort of a renaissance of American animation, you know, I mean, obviously Japanese animation and other countries animation has been solid for a while. Um, mm-hmm. But I mean, there were barely any commercial American animated films that didn't look like over the hedge for example, you know, um, just kind of the style in American animation. That's true. For a really yeah. long time. Um, mm-hmm. And then Spider-Verse came all. along and yeah. shook up the game. Uh, then we got TMNT mm. last year and, you know, again, across the Spider-Verse, Puss and Boost the Last Wish. So yeah. they're getting a little hung up on the Spider-Verse thing. Um, Trying to mimic But that, we are yeah. getting there. We are getting there. Across the Spider-Verse ends up mm-hmm. marrying a bunch of sp- a bunch of styles. So, but anywho, with like this modern renaissance of American animation, you'd think Lucasfilm would try to get in the game a little bit. Um, yeah, interest, interested to stuff. see what if they were to choose like a style, you know, if if they just remain with kind of the style we have now, like in Bad Batch style, you know, it's very. It seems that it's it's what they wanted to do with Clone Wars in the early days, but just didn't quite have the tech to do so. But now that they do, it's just like the crisp, just everything looks so good. Mm-hmm. Or if they would change the style kind of completely and go go with something else. Um, I would love if they changed the they changed the vibe. You know, I like the Clone Wars animation style. I think it's beautiful. I think they've yeah. they've done it. You know. We've gotten four seasons of television with this style, uh, yeah. not including Tales of the Jedi. True. Yeah. The only switch up is Visions. That is the only switch ups we get, and that's because it's from different studios every episode. Um, I've generally uh, and genuinely enjoyed the animation style since I'm. that was 2020, season 7 of Clone Wars. Uh, I believe it was May 2020. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. That and long ago. Yeah, a while back. Um but I loved that. You know, I I I I loved that I loved that season and I've loved everything we've gotten with this animation since. Um but some variety never hurts, you know. I think that the the super strong stylized structure they've kind of set up for themselves I think just evolving it a little bit could be super effective. Now, obviously the way that rebels was received and the way resistance was received changed the way they looked at messing with their animation style. Hmm. Um, Because it looks more like for more like it's for kids. It's a different animation style. It's all animation, buddy. It's all being drawn on a computer. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. 
maybe they because that is like I love when people say that the Bad Batch and Clone Wars and Rebels are all meant for kids, but then they have the shows that are clearly meant for kids that are in kids animation a different different type Um, of kids show yeah Yeah. so they they actually have kids and children's shows and uh i don't know i i wouldn't call bad batch a a kid show uh like it's it's very scary for a kid i'd say i don't know like um like palpatine dude palpatine looked freaking good here i i like just the whenever whoever he was looking at, I guess I was thinking that these were captured Jedi's or um, just people that had high M counts. It could um, and it could be. I don't think that's a bad idea. Um, hmm. Order sixty six okay. happened not long ago. Uh, if they keep their bodies and try to figure out a way to. Because they're just talking imagine. about matching and exceeding an M count. Yes, imagine we already we order sixty six. We know it's bad. We've lived through it many times. It's almost a weird thing now that we want to see it as many times as we can in Star Wars. Like it, every time that it's shown back up in something new, we're like, oh my god, we're getting more of Order sixty six. It's a weird thing yeah. to want more of, but imagine this whole time we just thought that it was murder all of them, kill all the Jedi. But there's a little added step at the end. Murder the Jedi. Retrieve the body. Take the body. Maybe that's what the entire Thrawn, uh, you know, his coffins are full of, is all Mm. of these. It's it's the Project Necromancer um, fallout. It is the – it needed to be protected. It needed to be sent to a fucking different galaxy in order to be protected sort of thing i don't know or like to be kept a secret or you know because i think that's the break now now that like omega's out and everything whatever i think the big thing that palpatine is worried about and he says it he says like this is the future of the empire this is the mo- of of utmost importance and mount tantus must be kept a secret under you know that is very important if anybody finds out about this very very bad um yeah. and the people who know about it are the bad batch and so now I think it's it's a very clear um, we have to kill the Bad Batch now in order for this information not to leak. Um, so I think that's that's probably where the story's going now. And then in the meantime, we can find out more about Project Necromancer and, mm-hmm. and everything in between. But I think kind of the overarching story is just the mere fact that the only people to know about Mount Tantus are... I guess the Bad Batch and these other child clones. Now, sorry, they kind of got uh, roped into it. But then that would also well, be the they don't even too. they don't even know about Mount Tantus. True. Oh, oh, that's oh. I guess Hunter and Record don't know yet about Mount Tantus. That's true. Okay, so it is just crossing. They know a sector. They don't know mm. where in that sector. And sectors are. Yeah, giant swaths of space that's so true. like uh wow what an interesting kind of dynamic that they'll have here they it's going to be the same thing they want to capture omega at all costs she needs to be alive like it is they need omega she is the the match which is isn't yeah. like so her blood works but like they need do they need her to be alive 
you know, or do they just need to reach a certain amount of blood and a certain amount of something and then they are good? Or like, I is think it? It's probably similar. I mean, like, it's seeming that Grogu is directly connected to Project Necromancer as well. Mm-hmm. Um, they prefer alive so that the blood cells can replenish and they can keep getting blood uh, versus once they're dead, you got that much blood left, you know? Um, okay. So it just, it's just is better if they're alive. They don't need, you know, maybe for one clone, they can, they can just have, have whatever, you know, use that little bit, but if they ever want to do more with it or mm. what, I, it's always so confusing as to what exactly her blood or, whatever would do exactly you know if it if it is just to make another clone for palp like a host body and that's all that these are are just host bodies for palpatine to eventually go into or if the goal was to to not have these just be for palpatine if it was to create another art like the next army the next step um of an army and have it be for sensitive clones um and not just a host body for Palpatine. Maybe that's the the plan at first to get him, you know, and him resolved. Um, but I'd say, I'd say most of the struggle is they're looking for an M count that is the same or higher than Palpatine's, in which he's fucking boosted. You know, he's like on on the grand scale of everybody, he's he's up there. You know, he's like, I don't know, I'd assume. He's not Anakin levels, probably, or Yoda, but I mean, I'd say he's probably up, oh, up there with no. Yoda, actually. You're, you're right that it's um, definitely Jedi bodies in there. Because it's M-Count. They need yeah, M. count the only thing body. they need. Yeah. So, like, would a—I don't think a Palpatine clone would have the M-Count that Palpatine has, because no, yeah. that's the whole thing, is that they don't have the Force capability. Fuck! So they are—they are— they are high m count people in there probably um, i'm assuming dead high m count people that they're slowly they take those vials of the blood, blood yeah and then you. and then they just they're just being used slowly yeah i i'd say my best guess is that it's the remnants of order 66 just any dead body or even worse they're being kept alive yeah you know like in there uh and they're not dead uh so that'll be and, and yeah, it, it looks very Night Sister esque as well. The floor, the patterns, um, all the on. patterns and everything there. Yeah, definitely not not Sith, not or not not Sith, not a uh, Empire. Uh, it wasn't him. Like it I didn't mean, it, it that looked that came like, from it. it looked more like Final Order shit. Ooh, like it looked mm-hmm. like the shit he's got going on Exegol. Like that's the vibe. Exegol shit. Yeah, okay, maybe that's better than Night Sister. Not quite Night Sister, but more Exegol. Because it's yeah. got the straight red and black aesthetic that all his troopers but the, have. But the patterns, like the circular, like it, it kind of reminded me of the the map in Ahsoka a little bit. Like the, um, I don't know, it, it reminded me a little bit of some Ahsoka visuals. Um, at least that's, that's Exegol, it, it makes makes more sense, I think. But I don't know this the on the floor specifically. Mm-hmm. It looked yeah. like they were like the circular patterns, can, and then them connecting to each other uh, looked kind of I don't know map ish 
for some reason to me or that they were placed in a very particular pattern that they weren't you know it wasn't just like a grid full of bodies it was yeah. like for some reason they were on display or yeah i don't know put yeah. put in a very particular way no it was um, it, it was an interesting setup but i think that i mean i'm sure night sister stuff comes up and i'm sure night sister comes night sister stuff comes up in the capacity of resurrection i don't know um and like ritualistic type stuff um mm -hmm. maybe to further your order 66 theory maybe they were dead jedi oh okay there's there's the better link because i was thinking like the whole consciousness thing i'm like is that night sister or is that just sith you know can palpatine just already do it's that um, i don't think he can already just do that per se i think that it's uh I, I mean, like, and I'm saying thing. that as, I guess, like, once you access the dark side, you know, there are levels to this shit. You can't just mm -hmm. be like, I'm gonna use this dark side power, you know, like, it's taken yeah. him a while to cultivate it. But yes, I think, I suppose that at this moment, he would probably be capable of that, which is why he needs a clone, because he's like, I'm fucking dying, bro. Like, um, eventually I'm gonna die. Oh my god, is it some Thanos level type thing where, um, you know, Anakin was born out of this miraculous thing, you know, because a balance was needed. There was such an imbalance that Anakin was needed, so the Force created this child. And then Palpatine was like, I'll take that, thank you very much, and I'll manipulate that for his whole life. Yeah. Palpatine knows this. He creates, and you, this is just step one. There was an imbalance, yes, and Anakin was needed. Palpatine creates an even bigger imbalance. Um, he, he wipes out every Jedi there is, uh, in, in Korea. I would say probably a bigger imbalance than there. You know, we, we do say that, that it is all balanced. You know, there is two Sith and then at the very end, based, you know, that there were thousands of Jedi versus two Sith. And now it's, it's you know, a lot more balanced at the end. Um, but it doesn't really seem like it. The, 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 the two bad guys are very, very powerful bad guys, uh, yeah. and, and a lot stronger than, than the rest of the Jedi that are remaining. So maybe... This is his long-term plan of just get, getting the Force to create another baby, another, you know, there is no other way to do it. It has to be through the Force. It has to be through mm. balance, and the only way to tip the balance is to mass murder, you know, just genocide of, yeah, of, the, of the people that are the light of, you know, so... Yeah. I don't think they'll go. I don't, that's kind of crazy. The more I was talking about it, the more I realized how deep the rabbit hole I was going down. No, um, I mean, but, like, I mean, like it, it, the general spirit of what you're talking about is essentially what Palpatine did. Obviously, you took it to a much more philosophical and, uh, mm -hmm. you know, literal scientific level within the force, how the force yeah. operates. But that's essentially what Palpatine wanted to do was wipe out all light. So darkness dominated the galaxy in so many words. Uh, but uh, mm -hmm. there's I've always been a fan of the theory that and I don't think they'll play with this at all. I think Anakin getting chopped up by Obi-Wan really fucked up Palpatine's plans. I think that he wanted to clone Anakin and transfer his consciousness into Anakin because Anakin is a young, strong, able bodied gentleman. Um, that's that's definitely true. Yeah, if. Which is the weird thing. It seems that it's... Oh. 
it's a clone that has the M count. That is why Omega is so special. Is because mm-hmm. she is a clone that has the M count. They have bodies of people that have had high M counts before. That's no. that's not they the, the only clone piece of the puzzle that has that. That's that, why she's yeah. so special. So yeah. okay, so maybe the natural birth. I kind of throw that out of the window then because I think that is actually crucial that she is a clone. She has to be a clone because yeah. then what's the point of them testing the blood? Someone's bound to have a higher M count than Omega. I mean, who knows? Actually, Omega could be boosted, and we have no idea. Maybe she's the next prodigal or prodigal, you know, just yeah, force we, baby we, uh, that was yeah. needed uh, right now. But I don't know. I'd say if, if just a high M count was needed, there's many other uh, – well, I guess they did just kill all of them. Um, I mean, there's still like a yeah. hundred – at least a hundred Jedi in the galaxy. But like just, not all – just is you know they're very much hidden they're not in the temple you can't just go walk in the temple anymore and be like i have a jedi you know i need to capture a jedi they're all on undercover um how does the path come into it then we've already mm -hmm. seen asajj ventress uh we know she'll be in it we haven't seen her um we saw her in the trailer of course I've um, heard in the books that Quinlan and Asajj are a thing. Yes, um, yes. are an item, and and that that's that's pretty cool. Um, to the whole Asajj thing is gonna be very interesting. Uh, to see, um, how Dark Disciple. I haven't read it yet, but I've heard fantastic things. It's like my next up, basically, and I have a feeling that as soon as I watch the episodes with Asajj, I will take that deep dive. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder when um, she will pop up. Like, cause what? Maybe I don't know. Maybe those patterns where Project Necromancer was taking place, maybe there is some Night Sister stuff, and maybe that's how she comes back into the stories. They need a Night Sister um, right. who will work for, you know, who will not be on the side of the Empire. And whatever's happened with Asajj, I don't know. It seems seems pretty cool that she's mm-hmm. um, kind of going going down her own path. You know, find your own uh, finding her own path, and if it's him and or her and Quinlan being the ones to create the path and and uh just I don't know. I don't Is that the only connection though that 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 she has is the path and Quinlan is that it or her being a night sister or is, like her yeah like her, her Asajj being a night sister adds a little bit more to her. Like there's I mean last we saw her also she was a bounty hunter. Oh so oh. there's no telling how they might fold in her bounty hunting. Um, we've already seen several bounty hunters pop up. Oh, that's uh, true. Because... We're getting Cad and Finnick, uh, I guess, this season as well. Uh, Cad Bane and Finnick Shan. They were both in the trailer. Uh, I, the trailer kind of, I don't know. I I hate that a lot of stuff is, oh, no. You, oh, oh I thought you were, oh, okay. Listening. Sorry. It was the same I position. I was it was kind of the in. same position. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, sorry but, about that. I... No, it's okay. Uh, but I was just, I don't know. I, I, a lot the trailer kind of revealed a lot, but a lot of it was shown. You don't have, it, it's okay. No, I'll keep I, moving. No, I'll just keep okay. moving. That's all. No, um, the trailer did reveal quite a lot. Like to even know Asajj is coming back, um, in the first place already, like it is kind of crazy. Um, no, yeah, it's a, it's an interesting, it's an interesting tactic, which lets me know that like, that's why the Palpatine stuff is going to be the key part of the story is because like they alluded to the fact that teen and that story 
was the point of the season in the trailer, but they don't mm. give us anything. So I think that is the part that's going to fucking okay. knock our socks off. What I do want to ask before we get to the end here, I know we've done a lot of theorizing and sorry to everybody. If that's not what you're here for, it's probably what we're going to be about pretty weekly. If we've got fuel for it. Um, and this, this week gave us more than we've gotten in a while. So, yeah. um, who do you think makes it out of the season? Who do you think lives through the end of this show? It's weird to think of what is the end. I'm really hoping that Island is never found out about ever. Yeah, if Pabu's you know, found, fuck, fuck it, I'm done. Dude, Pabu needs to be available so that it is the, the happy ending for whoever mm -hmm. does make it out. So that, that is where I, I will be right now is thinking that these people will make it to Pabu. Everyone? But, I, 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 if someone has to go, it's Wrecker. I don't know. For me, I, I don't... Ooh, it could be Hunter. I could see Hunter actually going. That would My be the most take? devastating. Don't tell me it's Omega. No. Omega okay. is the only one definitely making it out. Um, yeah, I, I think there's only one other person who makes it out of the show. And I think it's crosshair. I think echo Hunter and record die. Um, that's where I'm at. I think that by the empire, but, uh, uh, like, I don't think that I, I don't want this strictly, but let's keep, in why mind. do you think this? It's just, uh, well, for Echo, Echo has my most logical reasoning. Um, he's chosen to stick with Rex, and I don't think that's going away anytime soon. Come Rebels, he's got two of his homies with him. They've grown into old age, and neither of them is Echo. So I think Echo is dying. Um, Echo is the one that I know for sure doesn't make it out of the show. Um, because Dang I think I that mean. if he decides, I'm going to go settle down on Pabu, like, it's a real back-and-forth flippancy thing, and I would like it. I'd like it for the character, but I think that writing-wise, that'd be a little I could like... I see it. I could see him being like, you know what? I thought I was a soldier, but I, but man, I actually missed you guys. And, and well, family and whatever is more like, I'm done with the fight, you know, and uh, I don't know. And I, I could, could see that, but only if they accomplish a lot this season. And what they would have to accomplish is, is freeing every imprisoned clone, because that's his mission is they are freeing the clones. And I don't think he will stop that until that mission is complete. So if they can manage to complete that mission, I absolutely see him settling down on Pavu. Uh, if they don't, he's dead. Dude, wait. Maybe... So there's some... They're the only ones that have their inhibitors, inhibitor chips out and they're, you know, they're zero programming whatsoever going between them. Now that it seems that they have this new way of programming clones, you know, that's not through the inhibitor chip or something. I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they, they go into that or maybe it is through the inhibitor chip, but it's literally like a Bluetooth thing, you know, it's like a wireless connection and they can just control people and it's from a central hub. And then they, you know, maybe if they destroy that, the central command, then the clones are actually free. They can think for themselves now. And, and that's like freeing them, you know, sort of thing. Is that freeing them from their programming? Mm. Um, maybe 
I could see I could see that as well. You know, I think that there's the uh, bottom line when it comes to Wrecker and Hunter. Like a lot. I guess they've been phasing them out. Like if if every clone woke up and was like, Oh, now we're gonna fight the Empire. Fuck these guys. It would I mean, holy shit. I mean it would have been no like Yeah. No that's a, I think yes. Yeah. They say know. something about how programming has been fading has been fading mm-hmm. in the in these episodes. Um, I can't remember Just which in one. General across the board, clones are starting to mm-hmm. okay. Uh, now, so Hemlock is saying that he's like, you know, let me have my way with them. He's basically just torturing these motherfuckers is all he's doing until they do what he wants. He's basically Ramsey boltoning them into being reeks. You know, like that's essentially, I think, what his method is. I don't think there's a literal programming oh, no. in terms of science he's got going on. It is. Yeah. What is he doing with all the clones? Because he's got some assassin drones that are fucking different though was that hemlock or was that just the empire had those um like the the one that didn't have a serial number or something that was like an untraceable clone oh yeah yeah yeah. Um, yeah. i can't remember who we ended up finding out who did that um, like so i think those were I, imperials um but was it hemlock i think it was i might have it been. was one of hemlocks but like i don't know i feel like he i feel like he does have something like in the bag and crosshair is just in a in a different group of clones because he knows there's nothing they can do there's nothing he can do with him anymore so that is his method of ramsey bolton and him just torturing him forever but the other i don't know i i don't like we that's only a small group of clones that we have seen like just walk you know whenever omega takes her lap and and we see crosshair walk by it's only like Mm -hmm. three or four or five clones with crosshair um, in that little cell block. So I don't know. Maybe there are other clones. Yeah, no. I guess if they did mention, though, that just in general clones are are just not listening anymore. That is interesting. I don't know. I guess I, I missed that, maybe. Um, or maybe I thought it was just being applied to someone and not overall. It might not have been. Um, the. I rewatched the last three episodes of season two last night, too. So um, there's a decent chance. It was in like the finale of that. I can't remember um, exactly when I heard that said, I, but I like know. it's kind it of a right cross though. board thing. Um, Thank you. No, yeah, it's. It I mean, like we've seen it. Right. Hauser uh, laid down his b- blaster on okay. Ryloth. We've seen, like, we've watched this sort mm-hmm. of happen. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's not a temp. It's not a permanent measure. The inhibitor chip, like it. They thought it could be. I think. I don't think they expected it to wear off. Um, but I mean, regardless, I think that the freeing of clones that they're doing as far as the end of season two is concerned is very literal. They are getting clones to fight for their cause so that they can free more clones. It's kind of their goal right now. Um, so like, Eesh. yeah, but I man, think, I, I mean, like, I don't, I, I would love it if Echo made it out. I don't think he does. Uh, when it comes to Hunter or Wrecker, I think one of them's going. And at that point, if one of them's going, well, are we just going to have Hunter, Omega, and Crosshair left? No, I think Hunter dies too. Um, oh, they could all be chilling on Pabu, and that's where all the clones go too. You know? They're like, if you want to stay in the fight, 
and help us free other clones, cool. Come with us. If you're done and you want a great life, no strength, you know, no one's going to harm you, mm. pop it. Yeah. That's just. No, and I, I love that. I love if that's like that becomes the refuge. If that becomes the clone refuge, that is where they go. I'm here for it. And I have faith that a lot of that will happen. Seems like it's already starting with these two kids that they're finding and like, uh, you know, like uh, that. Mm -hmm. If they come across clones, they're going to go. We have a safe haven. You can go to Pabu. They'll accept you. They love us there. So. um, Okay. Wow. Wow. But um, I'd be willing to bet. I mean, like, I don't like thinking Omega would be the only one left. I think that would suck. I think that'd be really fucking sad. Uh, And I don't like the idea. And I think that they are self-aware enough and trying to take this story in a different direction enough that Crosshair isn't getting a redemption by death. He's not sacrificing himself to save everybody. He might try to, but I think ultimately Hunter wouldn't let him. The line, though, that he literally says, Omega, I wouldn't hesitate not to leave you behind or whatever in something. And this season, he will absolutely do that you know he will follow through on that i think like he literally said like omega i will not even hesitate to not think you know or or to to put myself first or something like that um i could by death maybe not maybe it isn't like a tech situation i don't think so um but yeah his redemption would definitely come from him living through it and being a different person because of what he went through not sacrificing himself um man that is actually kind of likely all of them going and Um, i mean because i could also see them ever in the future we they pop up never frankly if they make it to pabu i hope that's true i don't want to that's true i I guess yeah just stay there that is why we don't know that is a perfect explanation if you don't hear about them it's because they're at pabu um and I'd love that. I'd love that. Um, I'm saying all of my, my prediction right now, everyone, including tech, um, will make it to Pabu. Um, and that is the night sister connection is, uh, uh we, tech. we will see the resurrection of tech. We well, saw, okay. we saw the mysterious clone this week. That Wait, I'm fairly certain is in tech. the, in the, in the helmet. Yeah. Like in the, we did just showed up for like a second. They just flashed him and he was, he like walked out and walked into like a ship at some point. And that was it. Huh? I didn't catch it. I'll have to, to go back and watch, but a man, I think it was, you know, episode- and, and I'd say I'd, I'd like everyone to make it to Pabu and me throwing tech in there is me just very, very, very yeah, wishful thinking if, if tech is back, I'd say he's back, but not back. You know, he's he's zombie tech, um, and and it, it'll they'll have to deal with having to kill him, which will be like a whole nother fucking like oh my like fuck. You know, I hope I hope they don't have to kill. You know, I don't know what would you rather want? Would you rather want them to be the ones to put him down and like to to be like you know goodbye, or would you rather want just like him to blow up? with a bunch of other shit, you know, because of the empire. I don't know. I'd much rather the, the personal, the personal touch there. Um, mm-hmm. Let me, let me ask you this, the, the, the big looming threat. And I'm not saying I necessarily want this, but it's undoubtable 
in, in this era, mm-hmm. are any of them killed by Darth Vader? That is the Emperor's number one enforcer. Hemlock was just told he has all the resources of the Empire. We've watched Darth Vader hunt people down with his Inquisitors. I think, like, I... Fuck! Why did I never even think Vader was a possibility? He is the possibility now. Like, yeah, this is... This I, is I mean, more so than ever with the specific inclusion of the Emperor and the express mention of all the resources being at the disposal. It is of the utmost importance to the future of this empire. And if that doesn't concern Vader, I don't know what does. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, it, it, and I've, I've been hesitant to kind of commit to that idea. Um, I think at least one of them is dying at the hands of Darth Vader. And I think it's Hunter. I think it's Hunter. I don't think they'll kill two people at the same time in a fight against Vader. I think one of them would try to cover their escape. I think it would show just how much they descend directly from Django, a Jedi hunting man. They're very capable of fighting for sensitive beings. How fucking terrible would it be if Vader killed Echo? Because if if we recall, Echo was saved by Anakin, and that did lead to him joining the Bad Batch in the first place. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm-mm. This That wouldn't be great. No. Echo has been through too much. The dude has seen too much trouble in his life. He he deserves to be on Pabu at the end, you know? Like, he I, deserves I it. I, I want him to. Oh, man. He's the only one that has, like, a connection to Vader, though. Yeah. The only way, for me, the only way Echo lives is if he's the only Batch member left. Like, if if there's no one else left to be with Omega besides Echo. You know, like a... Oh, so then he has to leave Rex and then yes, stay with Yes, that would Omega. be the way he is forced to leave. Mm, okay. You know? Um, yeah. I could see Vader's definitely... I can't believe that didn't hit me, but that's definitely a possibility. I could definitely see someone dying from that interaction for sure. And... The the poetic one I think would be like Echo, you know, would be Echo, you know. But maybe he's the one who gets saved. Who is who? Hunter or Wrecker falls behind for to be like you mm-hmm. get out, you know, um, and you you go wherever. But but that, it makes more sense for Echo to die there. He's the soldier. These oh. are the people that want to stay at Pabu eventually, now, you know. And thinking about it, um, how much do we? How much of the last season, this is making me think they'll link up next episode, do we want to spend with everybody apart? You know, like, they probably do want to get the team together quick so that they Mm -hmm. can go on this final fucking adventure trying to keep Crosshair and Omega safe. Um, Wow. Which will force them to leave Pabu because they won't want to endanger Pabu. They will they will sacrifice themselves for Pabu. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, they're not snitching on Pabu. 
No, uh, they're, they, they won't they're not. Uh, no way. Uh, no, yeah, no, no shot. So um, that's where I'm like, hmm. I, I have because if it is Vader, though, if it comes to Vader, I think it will be a group effort initially, and it will eventually arrive at a point where it's like y'all fucking go, you know, like, like I think have it would no have fight. to be a scenario where all of them are together. They they get a moment to and it probably like that's the thing is Echo has the courage to do that, but Hunter feels like the guy who would you know. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, man, I think that dude, not Echo. I, I think that it is inevitable that eventually the batch will come face to face with Vader. It's just poetic given that their introduction was an arc with Anakin. And the, the guy who killed all the Jedi as well, yeah. who stormed the temple, who killed all their it, okay, yeah. I mean, it's it's just gonna happen. I mean, it just fits Star God Wars storytelling, it. and it's not in a cheap oh. like it's not in a cheap like oh Vader shows up randomly way. Like no, no this is like, like this is what Vader would be doing at the time if this yeah. is the most important shit to to yeah. the Empire right now. So oh dude, no, you're you're definitely right. Vader, Vader's popping up. That's. Theorizing aside, this three episode premiere was fantastic. It was so nice to have the match in the morning again, getting mm. my cup of coffee, sitting back and watching an hour and 20 minutes worth of the Bad Batch. I know it's going to be nice and short and sweet in the coming weeks. You know, we'll get a couple of these. Yeah. Um, frankly, I'm fine with a three episode premiere. I genuinely do think that for a show that I'm already in, Mm-hmm. Let that breathe. I want one. I want one. I'm cool with three. I won't complain about three. But yeah, I like the and a half. 25 minute bite. That. Nice. Yeah. 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 Kind of a, a three and a half at that one as well. We we were we were they definitely gave us a whole lot. And maybe I, I think the the way I see it is them just kind of being like, Okay, we're gonna show you where this season's headed. Palpatine's in it. We got, you know, every it's all, like, everything's in it, so this is an important show. Watch, I think, is well, kind it's of a, it's why. It's a good closed arc here as well. Mm-hmm. We get the, the mm-hmm. escape of Omega and Crosshair. That's the first three episodes, and obviously they're not in episode two. Kind of throws a wrench into things, but uh, episode two was a little bit more of our normal, our normal, like, mm-hmm. it was a perfect blend of what our typical Bad Batch stuff is, which is yeah. big, narratively impactful episodes and the side missions that we are going to get so that we can get to this point. And we're we're working our way there. And I think that that's, I mean, it's exactly what I've always wanted from the show. It's exactly what the show has been and the identity of the show maintains. So mm-hmm. I'm extremely happy with the three episode premiere. And uh, I, I assume oh, yeah. I assume the same for you. Oh yeah, no, I was, I didn't get it right in the morning. I uh, I went to to drive to buy a telescope today, so that was that was first thing on the docket. But so I saved Bad Batch to give me the excitement for the drive home. So I would be looking forward to something on the way home. Um, and I got home, and then I immediately, well, I cleaned off the telescope a little bit, with a little bit of cobwebs on it a little bit. I had to get those off of there. But then then I immediately sat down and watched Bad Batch. I can just front to end, uh, one to three, and I. I just had a blast the whole time. And even even episode two, like, I don't know. I was like, I was. I, no, yeah. I, episode two wasn't as good as episodes one and three, but mm-hmm. 
it's what I love about the Bad Batch. And there's this isolation yeah. that it had because it's just Hunter and Wrecker that is new and exciting mm-hmm. and kind of like, yeah, well, this is an interesting Weird dynamic scene. that I've never really considered that Hunter and Wrecker mm-hmm. are just going to be rolling together now because they're the only two left. Oh, man. It's wow. Yeah, they are. They're dead. It, and you know, this is the gang. The gang has to get back together, you know, like, oh, pretty. Yeah. And maybe that is why they they're already out. You know, like the, it was just it, it, I thought that it would be a, like that would be the the end or, so, you know, like we got her out. We're at Pabu. We're done. Or at least you know? the back half of the uh, season. Yeah. You know, like, not uh, just boom. We're opening up and we're we're out. Um, maybe that's why it is just a minor setback. It is we need the most important asset to the empire, send the most import or the most capable hunter we have at our disposal, Darth Vader, go get her. Um, yeah. so that'll be scared. Well, maybe it builds up to Vader because we do see Cad Bane, we do see Fennec Shan. Oh, I'm some I'm other... assuming that would be a culminating event of the season. Yeah. Like, so I guess be... maybe it's not a, not immediately Vader go get her. No. It'll be Cad Bane go get her. All these other people go get her, but it's like, okay, well, we're dealing with the different crew I here. See we're eventually with... a cliffhanger with Palpatine being like, "My boy, they have survived our many attempts to take them out." Mm-hmm. It is time for you to find Clone Force 99. Yes, my master. Perfect. You know, like uh, that, that, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. No, that's... I'm, I don't even know why Vader wasn't on my radar before, but he's he's popping up. He's, I, I see it very much so. Very likely for him to pop up here. Um... Let's see. Anyone else? Just a crazy thing to throw in right at the end just in case it, it happens, which would be really cool. Um, I did see. This is completely unconnected and, and way in the future. Um, but the actors for Cal Kestis and Ezra were seen I saw that together, during our pictured break. Wow. together. And that's that's very interesting. Um, yeah, Monahan you know, and um, uh, Cameron Monahan. Yes, I knew can I knew it started with a C. Can't like K something, but I didn't know. Yeah. Didn't know the rest. But that yeah. that is that is very cool. Could just be both into Star Wars and, and friends I, and whatever. But um, I would not love it if Iman Esfandi voices Ezra in the Bad Batch, and he also would be like three. Two ish. Yeah. Yeah, that would yeah, okay. So that timeline doesn't make sense then. Yeah, no, Ezra, not, not at no. all. But um, post in the Mando timeline, it yes. makes full sense that they would show up together in live action. That um, yes. I, that's why I said it's completely unconnected and yeah. I, and I was trying to draw some connection to it, but just does yeah. not, not work there. Um you know, I don't. I don't think I have any more things I can pull out um, out, out of nowhere. Like Maul's out there somewhere. I don't know how he'd come up. Um, massage. Massage. You know, like and, you know maybe there's something. There. And maybe we go to um, Dathomir. 
maybe you know maybe there's something there and that's that's the connection i don't know i don't know there's all sorts of shit we could do um but uh yeah, yeah. i'm I, we're off to a hot start we're off to a uh the show obviously knows what it is that's something that brad oh, yeah. Rowe and jennifer corbett have just always been so fucking good about in the running of this show is that it has such a firm identity and understanding of its characters that i think we're 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 reaping the benefits for sure Um, and it's just peak everything we've reached the peak visuals that they can get to with this style of animation like it's looking so good now it's like like just even the shots of omega in her cell looking out the window and the light just coming through like those look good like that's those were incredible. The the even the the editing choice of of having the water drip at the beginning of of the episode and then returning to that to show the cyclic nature. Oh, you know, like a little hair nature. growth also. Oh, she got the, the tail yes, going from twenty one days to fucking who knows. You know, like like it went from twenty one to. A I lot. mean, it was like one, two, three, four, five, probably like six rows of. Like of five each, so like that's like each a month. So maybe like six, half a year, maybe like maybe six months. She's been in there, which is man, that's that's kind of that's crazy. Um, I guess it's just Mount Tantus. How how are they gonna find the most heavily guarded secret that the Empire has? You know, like it's gonna take time to get there. So it does make sense, but it's like, um. I don't know. She's out. I know, didn't even need him. You know, don't no need to find Mount Tantus anymore. They got out. Uh, mm-hmm. Nala say just had that capability the whole time. They could have just done that whenever, and they did it during the time in which it was the hardest to do. Whenever Palpatine was there and the guards were no, up, I think um, Nala say took solace in the idea that Omega would be safe as long as she could work directly with her. And the first time they couldn't, she was like, well, jig is up. You got to go. That's it. Like it's there's I could protect you as long as I could protect you. And now I can't. So you have to fucking go. Um, If I had to pick a performance also from episode one, it would have been Nalase. Um, Hmm. The voice acting done for Nalase. And I can't remember the actress off the top or the actor off the top of my head, which makes me feel bad. Um, It is a hard voice to do. Um, well, and there's a, there's a different tone to it now where Wendelin Yo or always Yo. Uh, maybe is that what it says? Oh, that's Clone Wars, Wars at least. Uh, I don't know oh, yeah. if it's the oh, yeah, same, same actress, Gwendolyn Yo. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but, uh, yes. Um, she, like it's always been peaceful and this but there's a tone that came into it that is dejected and demoralized that is in an already difficult monotone mm. seeming voice. Wow. To change it mm-hmm. enough for me to perceive that is insane. Uh, and when we are shown Nala say for the first time and the first time she talks to wow. him, it's really, it's really good. You're right. So I, I would have yeah. gone with her, but Omega, I mean, from the first three episodes, Omega is the epitome of everything Star Wars is. Uh, I think that when it comes to the hope in the face of insurmountable, oh, man, for yeah. the kids, 
all the like it's just even the little shit, the shit man i love batch him, batcher i'm batcher. getting used to it even batcher his storyline was was is is what star wars is all about um you know it, it's it's like, these little mini mini stories i was like okay well he'll come back around eventually mm-hmm. and it was yeah. like and he did immediate he's back there and he's is. with omega and, he's, and he's cross like, yeah and at the end of that episode he's like howling you know like omega hears him outside of her window and like it was it was like uh, oh man after being told don't don't bother don't worry about lost causes you know like it's it's not gonna work and then uh, straw lula on on in the doorway like that was another thing that just gives you a little bit you know like so that's another interesting character we didn't touch on at all is like what emery's potential this for the season is i bet she Um, feels trapped you know she just feels like there's nothing she could do uh but she can you know like i if she could do whatever she wanted to do she wouldn't be with the empire i have that feeling you know but she's just accepted that this is her life now she's the antithesis of omega They, they she's a clone uh she's her sister that and that's something that omega points out um is that known by like hemlock i'm assuming so i i'm pretty sure he says that she says in this episode that like when she was sent from camino hemlock took her under her wing so like so the, what's the difference between the two of them why is omega have have the m count and emery is it emery emery yeah and emery doesn't I don't think it's a uh, strictly. She's she's Omega's sister, in that all the clones are Omega's brothers. Like I don't think it means they were created in the so same batch she... or anything. Okay, so Emery's not a strand. Well, I guess they're all strand casts. You know, like that's the like Omega and Boba are. How are they different from any other clone? They just don't they don't have accelerated growth that's they don't have okay accelerated yes growth. okay um they just all the other clones more. have a two they they age twice as fast um so maybe that's the only difference between between the the two of them probably is, um is the speed they just want it to be done now but but you just have to wait yeah. you just have to maybe that's just the only thing it, so yeah. would boba I think, like, I think it's just like anything else. Like the end cap- yeah, it doesn't. It just maybe because Omega is, it doesn't make Boba for sure. Automatic. It's just like yeah, it's, it's just, just it's, yeah. Okay. She happens to be the clone who got a high M count. Like the way there mm-hmm. were a hundred thousand Jedi at the time of Order sixty six, in a galaxy of trillions. It's a very mm-hmm. low percentage with mm-hmm. an M count. You know, like so the odds of getting a, yeah. a clone with an M count, like it's just just how the, the logic of the universe works i guess but yeah now emery mm-hmm. uh it, it'll be interesting to see if she chooses if she can choose her side you know because i think they're yeah. definitely trying to draw a comparison between emery and omega with literally emery saying you know what you are to all say i am to hemlock mm-hmm. yeah okay That's- yeah and in the scene where um omega or hemlock found omega letting batcher out 
and Emery was right there standing behind. He tries to stop him, yeah. Yeah, and and Omega like stood up to him. Like was like, no, like I'm fucking. I'll speak my mind. I don't give a shit. Like I'm I'm a, I'm not brainwashed like everyone else here. And mm-hmm. Emery kind of was like, like I like watching her standing there. At first, she was like, oh, I'll take her back to her room. Don't like, don't worry about it. Like I'll, it I can I can deal with her. And like it seemed like she was trying to like protect Omega from making her situation mm-hmm. worse. You know. And then yeah. whenever well, and she hears Omega speak her mind, I think it's kind of eye-opening for Emery. Like, that's not happened before. No one there does is a little that. Bit, there. there is a little bit of that there. There's one thing that kind of leads me to believe that I don't I don't think we're building towards Emery getting a redemption or anything. And a redemption, mm-hmm. I mean, like, she's not evil or anything. But, like, I think she's going to stick with her side. Um, There's the moment whenever she goes to Omega's room, on her after again very cool thing to be like you seem off for your mm-hmm. assignments today i'll worry about them i'll come check on you later like she cares about omega and that's clear but i think she has yeah. a longer history with hemlock and ultimately that will prevail um and her dedication mm-hmm. to science as nala say says will ultimately be the the factor yeah. here but whenever she does go to omega's room and finds it empty the sigh she lets out is not of relief like oh she made it out uh, Oh, it's, it's oh, oh fuck where is she like yeah, god like, damn it like oh i gotta go get her like, now, okay. now i gotta go get her. like basically i think she's worried about omega living a um i think it's like a but that's also not the reaction when you're afraid for someone's life is you know it was like uh this goddamn inconvenience you know like this really throws a wrench into things you know like it's so I think that they're going to do a really interesting thing with Marie's morality, but I don't think it's in a way that's like, she's eventually going to be like, actually I'll ride with you, Omega. And maybe, maybe it is. Maybe I, you know, I slept on fee at the beginning of season two hard. Uh, She ended up being dope as fuck. So maybe Emery ends up being dope as fuck Mm -hmm. too. Um, and I, I think I was early on the fee train. I remember her being like, being like, were. I want fee to join the batch. I'm yeah. like, she's joining the batch, and I want her to be in all the time. And yeah. look at I her now. Trusting, I was too trusting a Sid. I was, mm-hmm. I thought Sid meant fee would be mm-hmm. the problem. Fuck Sid. Fee being introduced. We need to see meant- Sid die, dude. I don't care that this is. It is meant for kids. At the end of the day, I don't care. We need to We've see Sid die brutally. No, show, I, so. I mean brutally. I mean, I need her to go out painfully and then show it. Vader, yes, Vader kills Sid first to show yes, just his true. Ugh. But okay, now I can. I'll reel it back. Oh, oh the Sid hate. Uh, maybe maybe that'll be fulfilled somehow. Oh, I forgot even where Sid oh, was left Sid. off. Like what? Where is she now? She snitched she on him and she told him, you know, on him from home base. I think they were at Ward Mantell. They don't show her after that. I don't think. Um, oh, so she doesn't. She doesn't show up there whenever they're being taken. Like, I thought for some they, reason she was like there at the end for some reason. She is, but that's whenever on Ward Mantell. That's okay. That's where mm. they're like. It's like outside in the street where her bar is. Um, ah, okay. And then. God, fuck. So she's just doing what she's normally been doing the whole time. That's the that was the deal she cut with the Empire. She she keep coming down. She turned them in to prevail for to to let her operation keep going. But uh, not nah, man. Brilliant season premiere. I'm super excited, and we'll be discussing season three, episode four, this Friday coming out today as of release date. 
uh, but we wanted to align our schedule a little bit. So season three will be this Friday and every Friday thereafter through the through the end of this show, which I'm so very excited about. Um, we got winter is blooming on Mondays. Uh, this week was the season seven finale, and next Monday will not be Thrones. Actually, mm-hmm. it will be Penny Bloom Film Awards. Yeah, we're doing that for 2023. Very excited about that. We're both given a top 10 for the year. I actually just watched a insane combo this morning. I had a lot of time before work. Uh, I watched the first three episodes of The Bad Batch, and then I decided to mm-hmm. taste that um, with The Zone of Interest, which really wish it would have been the other way around, but I was obviously going to watch The Bad Batch first. Um, utterly hopeless piece of film. Uh, really devastating stuff. Very, very emotionally distant. Strongly recommend. It's nominated for Best Picture and Best Director and all sorts of stuff. It's a very, very well done movie. Extremely see well done. A garden uh, in a house, and that's that's about every picture that I see. Yes, of- this garden and house is located. Uh, do you see the wall uh, in the back? Uh-huh. Yeah, on the other side of that wall is Auschwitz. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just um, got to that part. Yeah, yeah that yeah. was. Uh, no, okay. it's uh, mm-hmm. it's a I disturbing, uh, disturbing, really well done, but disturbing movie that I have no interest in watching anytime soon again. Um, but do recommend. It's deeply important. I think it's a very. I'll I'll read my I'll read my re- letterboxed review because it's relevant to everything ever, uh, and the Bad Batch and Star Wars and the Spirit of Things and just so. Uh, I watched the Bad Batch, and then I watched the Zone of Interest and wrote this at, I don't know, 9 a.m. this morning. How does one exist amid the atrocities they commit? They must choose to ignore them. They must choose to plant flowers to smother the stench of death. They must choose to fill their house with people and music to drown out the screams of the innocent. They must choose to line their walls with shrubbery to forget what's on the other side. And when those things are enough, when they can't forget, when they can't ignore it anymore, they must choose to be content with the atrocities that have pri- privileged them so. They cannot just ignore them, but must actively accept them and even welcome them. So that's the kind of shit I was thinking about the morning after I watched The Zone of Interest. Um, Damn. It's incredible just to, just how well you can write. Like, that's just... Thank you, man. Thank you. In, um, like, I, I, was, I was expecting... Whenever you're like, I'll read my review for the movie. I'm like, okay, so just a normal review for a movie. I can, oh, I, I, fucking... I, there is a normal review part. The movie is haunting, meticulous, and methodical. The performances are good. The writing is better. The direct best mm. movie is deeply important. And while I'm not in any hurry to watch it again, I can't understate how brilliantly crafted it is. Um, okay. That's what I expected. Uh, just off, off rip was, was just that. But then you gave me a beautiful well, like, poem, it, basically. It, it lets it, it lets this story breathe in the most fucked up way. Like it is so. Mm. Oh yeah. That's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it was perfect. The way ever... I, in like the way I experienced f- figuring out the movie was kind of how mm-hmm. I feel like how, what the movie's all about. I thought it was like, how, Oh, what a nice family. Goes, I'm like mm-hmm. a nice looking family here, a nice garden. Yeah, and then like the father oh. of the family 
runs oh. Auschwitz. Yeah, like um, never mind. Not yeah, a nice no. looking family at no. all. Yeah. So and there's um, a there's a bunch of like the the soundtrack is disturbing. It's bad. It's like it's good, ooh. but it's bad. You know, like it's uh you, you you at the beginning of the movie you hear this background noise and you don't know what it is. Oh God! And, and it becomes yeah. clear what it is because they're next door to Auschwitz. Um. So, that said, deeply important movie, very relevant, very disturbing, very good. I watched that with the Bad Batch this morning, so quite the double feature. Um. But yeah, so that certainly crept into some of my content for the 2023 Penny Bloom Film Awards. That's mm-hmm. where that started. Um, and that's next Monday. So, uh, oh yeah, that's where we were. We will enjoy um, that. Um, like I said, we'll be continuing Bad Batch on Fridays, and then next Wednesday brings us the Let's... beginning of our first actor spotlight for Dev Patel, and we will be covering The Last Airbender. Um, yes, I'm assuming far worse than The Zone of Interest, but it's probably okay. a lot more fun to watch. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, and that that that's okay. Some movies, they don't, you know, I don't know. It'll give me a chance to reminisce on my the animated show that's mm. far better. I never watched it. Uh, I never watched oh, it. Oh, yeah, missed me when I was a kid. Um, oh, I didn't even watch it when I was a kid. I watched it in in uh, high school or maybe even after. Um, so yeah. I did watch. I might, it I might, baseball, I might get I around to it. it. I might get around to it. I mean, I've heard great things, obviously, but uh, dude, yeah. I'm telling you, this. That's why. That, that's why I'm actually a little excited for it, even even though it's a, apparently a shitter of a movie. I'm, it's Dev Patel, and it's the start. It's the first acting spotlight we're doing, and it's it's a cool. Yeah, it's no, I'm excited. I'm, excited. I'm excited. I'm, yeah, no, this, I'm, I'm stoked. I'm I'm there. Um, I'm in it. Uh, I'm here for it. Um, I don't I don't like the the, the Avatar slander though. Uh, I'm very protective of the Last Airbender just because of the animated oh, yeah. shows. Yeah. Even if this movie's bad, which it probably is, I'm already just automatically defensive of it. Yeah, I get you. Um, I get you. No, yeah. we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I've never seen it, so I can't really talk shit about it. You know, I've just yeah. heard things. Um, but uh, I'm excited. I'm excited for it. Um, yeah. But yeah, so Film Awards, Dev Patel, Bad Batch, next several weeks. Uh, oh, after yeah. after the Film Awards next week, we will be doing, we'll be returning to Game of Thrones, where we will be finishing the final season of Game of Thrones alongside the final season of the bad batch which is super fun i'm I'm very mm. excited about that um but uh yeah with that if you would head to patreon.com slash penny bloom pod where for three dollars a month you can support the podcast financially huge because it costs me money and i don't make any off of it unless it's over there head to twitter follow at penny bloom pod follow on instagram at penny bloom podcast follow on tiktok at penny bloom podcast i'm sure we've got a few clips from this episode um follow uh go subscribe on youtube uh this will be available for you there if you're not watching, uh, I shouted that out at the beginning. You can see all the setup we've got going on, all the Bad Batch stuff. Um, I'm, I'm going to try my best to wear this bandana every single week, uh, every single episode, just to mm-hmm. keep the Bad Batch spirit alive. Um, but, uh, yeah, with that, I was Colton Robertson, and I was joined by Joseph George. Thank you very much, homie. Oh, thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to be here. Oh, and it's always a pleasure to have you. And remember, peace, love, and bloom. And always praise Omega.